how do you reflect back on your YouTube career? Is that what we call it? Oh, failure. 13 year <laughs> failure. I don't know. Oh, so the worst case scenario is I move home and home is a house on the beach in Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> and I got on the front page and 250,000 views for a video I did about how to take out your Christmas tree. In Vegas, I had this idea that like, well, all I need to do is really walk up to the top of one of these buildings and like duct tape myself to like, say the Eiffel Tower in Las Vegas, you know. You, I, uh, I transitioned from uh, YouTube videos to Netflix okay. documentaries. Okay. To, okay, so here's the idea. All right, pitch here's me. the pitch. Yeah. Before the pod starts, a few small things. One, there was a few audio bugs and issues, so I made some cuts, but sometimes it sounds a bit awkward. I've tried my best to make it work. If you're enjoying the pod, drop it a review on iTunes or wherever it's possible, and I'll give some shout-outs on the next episode. All right, enjoy the episode. Danny, welcome. Welcome. That's a great shot. How, how do I introduce you? You're an OG, in my opinion. Some people might not know. You've been in the YouTube game for yeah. 13 years you have 145 million views but most importantly you've inspired a lot of people like myself to actually make content mm. and i always see on your videos Stop people it. people coming back and saying nice things like you know you help them through a difficult time in their life or stuff like that how do you how do you reflect back on your youtube career is that what we call it oh failure 13 year <laughs> failure i don't know Come what on. do you call it when you when you can't get past first base? <laughs> uh, wouldn't know. Wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, still at bat, are we? <laughs> oh man. Um, what would I call it? What would I? Thirteen years. You know, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um, there's something about living a purpose-filled life as opposed to the program, um, which is the track I was in. So I can't help but, but be thankful and grateful for the tiny bit of success that I, that I can, you know, hold on to it. But you can only, you can only tell people, I got 140 million views so many times yeah, like, before they go, hey, shut up. You, <laughs> you, you, you live at home with your mom and you're 40. And I'm like, hey, man, I, I gotta, I'm big online. Yeah. I'm huge online. <laughs> You don't know me. What is that? Everyone hates you for like, for no reason. People that don't ever accomplish anything will still have the audacity to kind of rip on you, which is kind of a weird thing. I I totally missed the question. No worries. I was saying like, it's so weird that people have the audacity to like hate, but they've yet not accomplished anything of their own. It's just such a... I'm talking about my parents. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not... Balkan People parents, don't hate me. Balkan parents, you can't please them. You could be a NASA astronaut. They're going to be like, why couldn't you be the first guy in the moon? Well, you came no. to the party late. <laughs> no, no, no. They're not that bad. Um, they're more upset about like, you know, going to law school and then not being a lawyer because they already told everyone, you know, at the church I was going to be a lawyer. So that's kind of like, so, 
so yeah. how's daddy doing? I'm like, oh, he's, um, yeah. <laughs> he's on YouTube. Of course, back then, no one knew what YouTube was. Uh, right. Now, everyone's on YouTube. And it's like, oh, he's like, my, my, tri- my, my three-year-old's on YouTube. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's what my son, he's, he's 40. That's what he does now. He's, he's doing what your three-year-old's doing. Fair. Let's let's talk about the law thing. I want to know, you know, you first started out YouTube while you were still doing law? No, no, no. YouTube, I graduated law school in 2005. YouTube was invented in 2006 or 7. I think 7 or 6. I don't remember. But it wasn't even a thing until 2008 or 9, which is when I stepped on it. I, uh, I graduated and then went into being a comedian. You know, the old stand-up comedy routine. And, um, and then that was, that was a tough deal. And then it was a way of promoting the comedy shows. It was like, Hey, that thing I was doing on stage, let's make videos of it. Right. But I, I really like, I think your videos are, I don't, I'm not trying to suck you off here. I think you're an actual pioneer because you have a lot of like content that right now is kind of popular react videos. You did yeah. really cool <laughs> sketch videos. You went out in public and interviewed people like had those like comment, uh, those like parody, like politics videos yeah. where you just so like i think yeah you just came at the wrong time if you did that let's say three four five years later you'd be a millionaire yeah i think my main problem you know and i've spent some time <laughs> spent some time looking back is um right now everything is so niche yeah um you have guys that are like car guys and they like just do stuff about cars and they're super successful in that niche. And you got people that do react videos and they just react videos. And so it's like very, so what happens is the human being, if you will, is, um, is splintered, right? Like, but they like specialized, uh, things. So let's say you're, you're, uh, you're a person, right? And you're like, oh man, I like car videos. But when I'm gonna when I watch car videos, I'm not gonna watch some comedian, you know, doing car videos. I'm gonna watch the car video guy doing car videos. But you're also into like ninja stuff. So you're like, I'm gonna watch the ninja guys do the ninja stuff, and I'm gonna watch the car video guys do the car stuff, and I'm gonna watch the camera people do the camera stuff, and the tech people do the and the unboxing people do the unboxing stuff, right? So like everyone kind of dabbles in all these different things. But they only watch like the super highly specialized uh, bits of it. And I, sadly, I'm kind of in the reverse of that. I was like, I was like, I'm going to try everything and suck at it. So I'm not, so I'm not like, I'm I'm not as good as the car guy, but. You're a renaissance um, man in a world of specialists. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I feel you, my guy. I really do. I, I have a billion hobbies and I can't for the life of me just pick one thing to do I, I love too many things yeah i wish like if you think of i like i would just watch this hbo tiger woods thing and i wish my parents had made me play golf <laughs> i mean oh god yeah i wish my parents made me go into tennis like yeah we all have these but here's the thing though would you be good at tennis uh i played high school like like pretty decent high school level. And I only picked up a racket at like 15. So like I would, I, I genuinely think if I did have one thing and I could just say like, I'm going to do this, I could be good at it. 
but for the life of me, I can't decide on one thing to do. I can't. Welcome to the middle. I get to the yeah. I'm in the middle. (laughs) Welcome to mediocrity. (laughs) It's a long but entertaining life. I just tell people I'm a Swiss Army knife of human abilities. Not really amazing at anything, but okay at a bunch of things. (laughs) I don't know the Swiss Army knife, man. Good God, (laughs) what a thing! What a thing! It's like a printer that does faxes and scans. It's, but it's not really good at anything. It's like a duck. You ever heard the old duck analogy? No, I don't know what the duck analogy is. Oh, it's great. It's like an ancient Chinese proverb. The old uh, the, the horse and the duck meet one day on a field. And the duck says to the horse, I can swim and I can walk and I can fly. You know, you, you can only run. I would, you know, and the horse goes, uh, the horse goes, yeah, but I'm, I'm really good at, at running. I'd rather be a... <laughs> I'd rather be a horse as good at running than a duck at everything. That's spot on. So I'm just you, a duck. Do you think of yourself as a duck? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I certainly do now. I uh, know. I mean, I don't know. I, I here's the thing. It, I'm kind of like human people, right? They're more like um, lasers. All right, I'm, they just, I'm in. They, they they just need to focus. Sure. Right. So you start off with this with this beam that's like, hey, look, here I am, child, learning all things. Right. Like you know, maybe I like tennis, maybe I like golf, maybe I like math and science, and not that those things are exclusive at all, or tennis, skate, skateboarding, whatever. And then you start to focus in a bit, right? And uh, and so so the, the, some people focus in at like you know. Like, say, Justin Bieber, right? He, when he was, like, six years old, he knew he wanted to be a singer. Sure. Yeah, that's all he wanted was, I want to be a singer. I want, so, of course. And, you know, Dave Chappelle, he wanted to be a comedian at age, you know, five or whatever. Right. Doing free shows so, outside on a box in front of people. Yeah, well, that was after he was successful. Um, I'm was talking it? about when he was, like, when he was, yeah, when he was, like, 16 years old. He didn't do any free shows when he was 16, 17 in a really? box. No. I thought he was no. like in a park putting up a box and doing free shows when he was a kid. Yeah. Was he is not uh, no, not as a kid. No, no I don't think so. Hmm. I haven't I mean, I I you know I could I be wrong know. too. I have no idea. I, 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 I think he did that at, the stories of that happened after he kind of had his moment on uh Comedy Central. And then um and again, I'm just from the papers and stuff. It's not like I sat there and talked to the guy. Um but from what I, from that, that instance was other comedians talk about when he did that was he would just pop up uh, in, in places because he couldn't get on stage anywhere or something like that. I don't know. I, honestly, you know, I do, I do follow his career and I've had an opportunity or two to like, you know, cross paths with him, but only as like that weird guy in the room, you know, it's like, yeah. Uh, right. You're standing next to the sun. It's like, what are you? What are you? What are you? A bright star? Is that what you are? Gives you a little pat on the head. Yeah. (laughs) Go up there. Have fun. (laughs) I mean, he might talk to me, but just in the sense that, like, it would be awkward not to talk to someone in an elevator, you know. But it's also awkward to talk to them. So you just comedy is a tough game. I love comedians. I love comedy. I had a comedian on the podcast, and he was in comedy for eight years doing it and he was just on the outskirts of breaking in like he makes just enough to live we're talking yeah. a guy that's done it for eight years and then a pandemic happened and yeah. what happens to the comedy game when you can't perform anywhere it goes online it go- 
And that's exactly what he did. He started doing online streams. He plays like a football video game and he plays like the uh, manager role and his streams are popping. He's found like anything. I think he likes that just as much now as he likes his comedy. Yeah, that's that's a yeah, that's a that's a career. That's a career. PewDiePie. He did the the game thing. Right. The big, big games. The talking, the fast talking. People like talking. People like people do like talking. People like listening to podcasts. I'm not a podcast. I was recently, I just drove to Mammoth to do some uh, snowboarding. And I tried listening to like a bunch of podcasts on the way up there. And I was just like, who listens to this garbage? <laughs> we'll roll right, with then. the punches. It'll cut off a few yeah. times. No one's expecting yeah. a professional podcast from. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I was, I was listening to a bunch of podcasts on the way up to uh, Mammoth. And the thing that I really didn't like was the people talking. Okay. Like everyone was just retarded. <laughs> what? Ooh, can't say that. Hold on. Hold on. I can't say retarded. I, I was scolded. I was oh scolded God. at uh, someone's birthday and they were like, you can't say that. And I was like, what? We're what? all going to get canceled one day, my guy. That's the way I've just accepted that. I'm going to enjoy the <sighs> ride one day. Someone will find a tweet, a text and uh, yeah. End. Yeah, but anyway, I want to be sensitive to the retards out there. <laughs> so, I love um, it. so, yeah, uh, no, here's the thing. I was, you listen to a book on tape, and it's like someone's thoughtful approach to a, uh, to a subject, and it's been edited, and every word, every sentence, you know, at some point has been, like, carefully gone over. Sure. And, and you listen to a book on tape, and you're like, oh, this is, this is, uh, this is coherent you know, thinking. And then I was listening to a podcast and I was like, this is the opposite of that. They're this just is rambling like, and it's nonsense, right? Just absolute ramble, like like linear thoughts come and go. And and I was thinking to myself, like, well, that's just basically a human conversation. So it's like it's you're listening to podcasts, you're just like lonely. You're not like <laughs> You just miss other people. Sure. It's not like you want to actually, like, you're just kind of like, ah, just so I'm not alone, I'll put this on. Right. I'm kind of trying to find the middle ground there. I don't want to, I don't necessarily want a completely free-flowing conversation because I have some notes written down that I want to ask you. Like, I think questions that people might be interested, but at the same Uh, time, I hate the, like, stage setup interviews, like, where you know I'm going to ask you and you've got your pitch ready to go, like, you're... (laughs) To, to me, like, that's kind of, I don't know, disingenuous, but also, like, old, old age talk show stuff that's not fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got the, the oh, so you're, you're uh, you know, they start the story. How do they, how do they start those stories? I, was I like, heard so this crazy you story about you, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you, you, you go to the mailbox, huh, every day? And the guy's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So I go to the mailbox. <laughs> like a regular poor person. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay, I want to ask you, you are a really funny, like, guy. How did you get into law? It seems like so opposed to your character. as it Like, from what we see, at least as an audience, you're a goofy guy. Law seems like the complete opposite of what you want to be doing. How did that uh, all happen? Money was the answer there. Um, money, money is the is the short answer there. Uh, the long answer is my parents came over from Yugoslavia in 1969, and you know they were trying to make make good on the American dream. And so, like as I was growing up, it was always like very uh, you have to do something real sensible and be a be a, a 
productive member of society as opposed to like some sort of artist member of society. A degenerate. So then, <laughs> a degenerate. Yeah. yeah. Well, just something where well, I don't even know if lawyers contribute all that much to society. To yeah. There's an argument to be made. <laughs> you might have gone actually, there. you've gone worse than what doing nothing actually. You've, you've been yeah. damaging to society. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been it might have been a whole other gig. But um so yeah, but then when I was 20, I right through right through college, right into law school and then right like my last year in law school, the parents finally, you know, were like, "You know what? We're doing okay. We don't need you to be our retirement. You know, we've got enough socked away that you can kind of do your own thing." Uh and I was like, "Okay, cool." And that might not, they didn't certainly say that to me. It's not like they said that. They were just kind of like, they were like just rich all of a sudden, you know? Like what happened was real estate prices kind of went through the roof. Sure. And they were always buying and selling houses, you know, kind of like as things go. And so the houses got bigger and bigger and more expensive. And then eventually it was kind of like, oh, we've got we've got houses and, and we're all set. So you're kind of, you know, they got rental properties and stuff like that. And so they're like, so you don't necessarily have, they didn't say you don't have to be a lawyer. They said you do have to be a lawyer. That's what they said to me. But what, what you heard they was said, different. <laughs> what, I, what I saw was an opportunity to not, because the burden, right? The, the, whole, the whole burden of uh, survival was lifted. Sure. You know, because I, I looked around and I was like, oh, so the worst case scenario is I move home. And home is a house on the beach in Malibu. <laughs> like, First world problems, not, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm just like, you know what? I, I think I'm going to give this comedy thing a shot. But that was kind of short-lived because they were like, oh, no, no, you're not going to do that. And I was like, no, it's cool. I'm good because, you know, it's like a six-bedroom house. What do you mean? And they're like, nah, nah, you got to go out on your own figure it out on your own. And then I was like, oh, okay, it's like that. And they're like, yeah, it's like that. So then I was like, all right, I'm out of here. And so then I was out on my own for like, I had a while, a little bit. And then I was, you know, kind of like, uh, what did I do? I ended up coming back saying, okay, look, here's the deal. You buy me a camera and a computer. I'm going to try this YouTube thing. And if, if, if I'm not rich and famous in a year, I'll be that lawyer you want me to be. Damn, that's quite the t- quite the task you set on yourself. <laughs> One year yeah. to be rich and famous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, eight months later, I had, I was. This was back when the front page of YouTube was like a list. Yep. You know, and I got on the front page and two hundred fifty thousand views for a video I did about how to take out your Christmas tree. I saw you jumped at the you attacked the tree. Yeah, that was yeah. class. That was the. That was my first, that was my first big, it was on the front page of YouTube. I got 250,000 views. I was actually living with my girlfriend's parents. That's awesome. Because <laughs> when, when you have a house in Malibu, um, you can walk next door to your girlfriend's house and go, hey, girlfriend's parents' house. Who are also in my parents are being mean and they kick me out. Because they won't <laughs> be a comedian. Can I stay here? And they're like, sure. <laughs> Take the bedroom in the back. That's so it was, it, was lucky, it was a lucky deal in the sense that I was... It's a gig. It's a, it, was a lucky, it was a lucky gig. 
in the sense that like I was in a group of people that could afford that um, patronage. This was at a time when YouTube partnership meant almost nothing. It's like a hundred bucks a month for like a million views on YouTube, right? Or, or, or am I wrong? Uh, no, it was always it was always closer to a thousand a month. Was uh, it? Sorry, a thousand a thousand for a million. Yeah, it was all. It's all. It's never been different. The way that they counted the views was kind of different in the sense that back then, if someone clicked on your video, it was a view. Right. Whereas now they have this whole thing like watch time and engagement and all that. But it's kind of more honest now, I think. Like you have to be entertaining throughout as opposed to get them to click. Because there was a lot of boobs, a lot of like hot chicks, you know, thumbnails. Of course. You know, so it was like really you'd click on something thinking you were going to see like, you know, the Britney Spears sex tape. <laughs> and then it'd be like Philip DeFranco being like, hey guys. Uh. If I had a nickel for every time Philip DeFranco got me, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love that guy. He's actually doing really well. Yeah. With his old, that dude made it. That dude made it. Yeah, who would have thought news and drama would be a good uh, <laughs> source of views, right? It's all good. Um, yeah, so okay, so what happened after that? You got on the front page of YouTube. Yeah. And then yeah. what uh, your YouTube oh, career so took I off was, a little bit? I was just I was just famous enough to where I didn't have to take the bar again. I didn't have to like uh <laughs> I didn't have to like I I didn't have to do the lawyer thing. I was just like, hey, there's there's something here. You know, you know, lots of comedians are successful. Maybe I could be one of those. And so the parent the parents at this point were just kind of like they were more ignoring than anything else they were I, I not ignoring but they were just kind of like okay look it's not costing me anything you know enjoy your life kid right that's how it came down so i was just like yeah all right i'm gonna do that and then i had a i had a girlfriend uh at the time um whose parents were very supportive <laughs> that's lovely that's nice get the, get and, those lovely parents and so i traded i traded my parents for hers <laughs> and for i don't know five or six years uh, while I built the uh, the YouTube channel, they like rented me an apartment near her college. You know, that's lovely. And yeah, I had to get a job, you know, and stuff. But it was it was more. Um, I was recycling copper. I was uh, working at this pl- this place that what they would do is you know the old phone cables that are in the yes, ground. Yes. Like the every phone line, old phone line had two wires going to and from the street, one for like sending and receiving a signal. And so there's these cables in the in the uh in the ground that are like maybe 6 inches or 6 inches thick that are just pure copper. Right. Um, you know, cuz they're all wrapped in paper. Anyway, so we have gypsies well, in what, Serbia that do this, not legally per se. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah. So, Basically, my roots. That's funny. Um, no, with these dudes, they they contracted with um, I don't know some some phone line company, and they pulled these cables out. And then my job was to cut the cables up and put them on a container and ship them to uh, to China, of all places. Weird. And then China, it's it's a lot easier to pull it out of the ground than have to refine it from the mountain. Right. So I did that for like. 
Oh, sorry. Um, I did that for, I don't know, like six months. Uh, but I mean, all the while going to open mics, trying to do stand-up and uh, filming YouTube videos. That's, that's the very first YouTube videos were in a basement apartment in, uh, in Portland, Oregon. Um, yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's, that was. But you said, I mean, I've seen you've lived all over the place, right? You lived everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how are you yeah. traveling to all these places? And I, I've seen your Cambodia video. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. underrated. Yeah. yeah, well, that was, it needs to be redone. Uh, but yeah, that was going to be my big, my big foray into documentary filmmaking. <laughs> you know. But I can't stand my own voiceover, so I got to redo that. <laughs> You're just when you think of looking Cambodia, in the mirror, yeah, you're looking in the mirror. I hate listening back to any of my audio too. It's the worst. When you when you try really hard at something, right? Yeah, I already hate. I already hate you. Yeah, thank you. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's start, I just followed women around. Um, Your last sentence was, "I started following women a lot," or something like that, and that was all I heard. I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. No, because what happened was, um, so the, the my girlfriend at the time, uh, she graduated from college, and she got a degree in like English literature or something like that. So she couldn't like get a job at anything. And I was like, well, what do you want to do? Like, you know, that sort of thing. And she was like, well, I want to be a nurse or a doc. I want to be a nurse. I want to help. Like her grandpa fell and like he had a, his bone came out of his skin and she was like really, in, I was like ready to throw up up and i was like Hurr! you know but she was like fascinated by it and trying to like push the bone back in and like wrap oh, it and take him to the hospital Jesus. and all that right and so she was like man i am really into this uh nursing thing you know that that would be a cool job and i was like all right well you know figure out how do you get a master's in nursing um and so she was like well um you know I, there, there's a really good school in uh michigan you know like oh, that baby. Uh, what's what's that What's it, like, John Hopkins or something like that? And I was just like, I, I was like, okay, look, I'm willing. Like that's 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 a deal breaker for me. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. I live like, um, but right if, there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Well, here's the thing. Here's the, here's what I was looking at because I just did UCLA, right? And then and for law school, I did Southwestern. So I basically just stayed in Los Angeles my entire life. I was born in Glendale. Right. And so I was just basically LA my entire life. And I was like, dude, I got to get out of it. I was like, the only regret I had was that I didn't go to like the University of Hawaii for law school. Right. Right. Because law school was just a college in general is just a big, great, awesome vacation from life. So I was like, look, go to a badass, go try, tr get into the medical school in Hawaii or, um, and then, or Sydney, Australia. Right. And so she got into the medical school in sydney australia that's hype and so then i went and lived with her uh for the two and a half years in sydney australia that she had to get uh that she needed to get her master's in nursing and so i was like oh this is awesome you know i rented a i rented a uh what was it a penthouse in one of the buildings down there that overlooked the whole city it had three bedrooms and well, I had like two bedrooms and a den, but I like, I put up like this fake cardboard uh, sheet over the den part. 
and was like, okay, this is where I'll live. And then I rented out the two bedrooms. No way. For the same, nice. for the, for the same cost as the entire flat would cost. So I got us free living accommodation. And then my YouTube money at that point was probably like maybe maybe a thousand dollars a month, maybe two thousand dollars a month, which was like a lot. Um, and then I got a job vacuuming hospitals at uh, twenty five dollars an hour. What? Like, yeah, yeah, it was great. That's- I just I would put I would put a book on. And I would just vac like eight hours a day. I just walk up and down the halls of this hospital, just vacuuming with a backpack of vacuum. That's, um, that's awesome. And and then after f- I think three or four weeks of that, I bought a Land Rover for like um, sound decision. Three, yeah, three thousand dollars. <laughs> no, it was great. Was because it? Check this out. I rented out my shitty little room for I think it was like out there uh, rent goes by the week. You have to pay every four weeks. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like 28 days. It's not even a month. Right. <laughs> it's like wow. so anyway. So anyway, um so I rented out my my room for I think it was 8 weeks to this couple from England or something like that. And it was a nice, you know, like it had a tennis court on the on the roof and a gym and so it was a nice building. You know, anyway. So um tall ceilings. Anyway, the uh the point was that I rented out my room for like I don't know, it was like 3 or 400 dollars a week. And I ended up taking that Land Rover and just driving around all of Australia for like months, just like, you know, getting other, getting them to pay for it. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> sort of. I'm sorry, what? Were you doing stand-up? Were you trying to do shows, like driving around doing shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, no, no, I wasn't driving around doing shows. I was driving around seeing cool shit. But, um, but the shows part of it, like when I lived in Sydney, I would go to this place called the Laugh Garage which is just by the, uh, the park there. And I went there like, you know, and told them I'm big on YouTube and all that. And then they were like, okay, we'll give you some time. And then they gave me like, I don't know, five, 10 minutes, you know, and then they would have me be the middle guy. Um, and then I think eventually I had my own, you know, showcase or whatever, but these, these dudes are all like, there was, there was two classes of comedian, in in australia there's the guys that are making it and the ones that are trying and i was i was definitely in the group of the people that were trying but i had some panache you know on the internet so they they had to give me the props for that on stage i was an absolute beast though so it, it didn't matter and but modest, everyone was and modest everyone they was. said <laughs> No, 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 but see, everyone was, everyone's good on stage. Uh, Well, okay, not everyone, but everyone who's trying it, you know what I mean? You know, you get, you get good eventually. You know, if you've been at it a while and you still suck, like, what are you doing? Was this during the time of like Jim Jeffries and stuff were on the come up and and guys like that? No, 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 no. Those guys were already well ahead of me. Were they? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jim Jeffries was, uh, was touring well. I've actually met Jim. Um, great dude. You know, I'd be funny if you just said like, he's really not funny. Like I talked, I, no, <laughs> I no, he, he is, um, he is, he is, he is. So what, what, what's the, what's the big problem or what do you think the big problem was at that time? You know, what would you have done differently if you could have? Oh, um, yeah. That's a million dollar question, isn't it? Right? Because no, I mean, the, here's the thing. Like, there's a, there's a there's a line that people 
were, uh, there's a line, right? And, and the, the question is, are you willing to cross that line? Like, like you can get all kinds of attention if you duct tape yourself to a, to, you know, like in Vegas, I had this idea that like, well, all I need to do is really walk up to the top of one of these buildings and like duct tape myself to like, say the Eiffel Tower in Las Vegas, you know, you, you duct tape or, or in France, you fly to Paris, you climb up the Eiffel Tower, and you just, you know, clip yourself to the edge, jump over and then duct tape <laughs> yourself to it. And, you know, just let what happens, happens. And then, <laughs> then yeah. you're that, you know, next thing you know, you're famous. You're the right? duct tape Eiffel Tower guy. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at like, like say Jim Jeffries, right? Like how he started, um, he was doing stand-up comedy and he wasn't like he was killing it. He wasn't like, like absolutely destroying on stage and like, you know, on his way. But what happened was um, a guy in the audience punched him in the, uh, in the face or something like that. Just, just really? walked up on stage and punched him. Yeah. And then he uh, ran off stage and then they took the guy out and then he came back and finished his set. Right. So his manager takes that video, puts it online. And now he's the comedian that said, says is so off the wall. So off the audience actually came up on stage to punch him. And then like the whole story, such good marketing. He sells out the rest of his tour. Right. Yeah. Um, Now that's a true story. The guy did actually, you know, want to punch him and all that. Um, But it wasn't like, every single set he did was so provocative that, uh, that it, you know, it was just like that guy had, you know, just broken up with his girlfriend or gotten fired or wh- whatever that guy had going on. Right. Um, but anyway, so it takes that, that something. Right. And the thing is like, I'm always in the sense that like, I feel like I always want to be, um, friendly or, than that and so like i'll i'll take it to the line or the edge but if i feel like the other person's uncomfortable i'll i'll be like you know like oh this isn't like like logan paul right like his vines were what made him famous arguably right and so he was the guy at the grocery store who would like you know walk up to the to the to the checkout person in a speedo or something and jump him jump onto the jump onto the belt and ask to be scanned you know, by the grocery person, because, you know, and, and so then it's kind of like, they, those dudes are so far outside the bounds, or like, you look at um, Roman Atwood, right? He started off with pranks, where he ended up on the news, because he was doing the zombie thing, when the, the soap, what's it called, the the kids were eating those bath speed, salts or uh, whatever? Yeah, the bath yeah. salts, yeah. So everybody does something weird that gets them in the spotlight, Right. And I think that's the one thing like I never did. I never, you know, punched a cop in the face. Well, <laughs> you know? maybe that one might be a, that one might be a good right. one to avoid. But to I mean, fair. like all you need is like a headline comedian, you know, this YouTuber does this, you know. Um, but see, here's the funny. The, the, the flip side to that is you get trapped in that cycle of outdoing yourself. And next thing you know, you're filming you know, a suicide victim in, in the right. Japanese forest. Right. And you think it's okay because, you know, it's just another day in the life of, of, of whatever. It's a morality thing. You become something that you really don't want to become just because yeah. of the end goal that you're chasing. And then it's like, at that point, did, are you even going to be happy with your success if you're so, you know, not you anymore? Exactly. So, so I think my thing was, I always just kind of was like, look, I'm going to do me. I'm going to be me 
And if it happens, uh, awesome. And if it doesn't, well, I'm still having a pretty good time. You know, my, my days are still packed with, with, with cool stuff. I mean, you've had a crazy life. So even if at worst case, you yeah. don't ever achieve anything greater than what you've already done, you've done more than 99.9% of people. So I, I hang out with my friends from law school all the time. You know, they're district attorneys, they're, they're lawyers, they're, um, you know, and they're like serious people. <laughs> They're not yeah. fun, <laughs> it sounds like. No, they are. They are a lot of fun, but they're fun in the sense that they're like, they're like, they're dealing with real shit and, you know, real stuff is happening. And so they're kind of like, oh, God, what, 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 Kate, what could I tell you? Um, what story? Office like, politics problems, right? Like, I've also had this. I've worked in a cubicle. I've had there you go. things, things so, that I thought were interesting, but like to anyone that has a somewhat interesting life are most certainly not interesting and worthy of like. Well, look, everything here's, here's the, everything is interesting to some, but you have to be able to step out of it. You know, you have to be able to go like that. Karen at, at, at the office isn't trying to ruin you. Sure. Right. Like Karen's <laughs> not after you. She's, sure. she's just, she's just trying to get home to her cats and, you know, paint or like whatever it is. Um, you know, but to me, I, I've always, I've always had that step back mentality. Like even like I've had, I've vacuumed hospitals. Like I've, I've been the janitor, right? And when I was the janitor, I never, uh, I never thought, oh, this is it for, this is, this is my life. You know, this, this is who I am. I was always like, this is fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> like I got I got a vet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that guy. And I would, uh, I'll, I would I'll clean your stuff. floor. I'll clean your floor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you see any math problems on the old window there? <laughs> Yeah, you like them apples. You know? you're, you're writing shit on the windows, and they're like, we asked you to clean the floors. Like, yeah. I don't know what yeah. you think you are, but you're not Matt Damien. Please stop writing on them. The tagging has increased sixfold. It's like, we, we found the markers in your janitor's closet. Are you marking up the hospital? No, and then it just falls out of your pockets, like, as you're talking. They're like, what? Yeah. Right. But I mean, like something like that, like in the sense that I never got, um, what's, uh, yeah, I'm trying to say something. I'm trying to say that I never took anything too seriously. So that's kind of like my downfall, but it's also the part that like kind of makes life sane, you know, like, cause if I had, if I, if, if you took a good look at my life, like if you took, like, let's, let's say I looked at myself through my parents' eyes, right. Like moving home at 40 and, uh, you know, not having kids, not having a, a real, well, I mean, I have a career, but nothing that they would consider a career, you know, because like anytime I get into a conversation with them, I've, I've done one, it's like almost 1200 videos, 1222 or something. Yeah, I actually yeah. wrote that down, believe it or not. Yeah, 1200, 1200 plus videos. And, um, and that's not nothing. I mean, that took a long, that took 13, like if you sat down and you watched all of them, you're looking at five days of like there are few fucking people and anyway so so I, I don't look at it as like a waste or as a um or but they do right and so so when when that, that's a little tough um they just maybe kinda... look at it like you're not at your potential i wouldn't say they look at it as a waste they would probably think like you have a higher potential and that's probably Right. I've had I've had this conversation with them and their value system is so skewed that it 
they don't even recognize that. Like, I because I, I asked them, I go, what if I made it though? You know, like, what if I, what if I crossed that line and I was your, your successful uh, millionaire, you know, whatever that looks like, whatever success would look like. Um, and they said that would be the worst thing to have ever happened to me. Cause then that would have justified the waste that I had become. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Right. And I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, look, so we're just not going to see eye to eye yeah. at this point. <laughs> like, it's just not going to be a thing. Yeah. That's a really, like, uh, it's an unfortunate thing. I think like if they just push you in the right direction, it may have helped, but it's, it's foreign parents are like that. You can't, you know, you can't fault them for, for being that way. Kind of. Everybody has to overcome, uh, you know, their own, their own deal. And I think a lot of that, and this is just me maybe painting them with a, you know, uh, cause, cause they're just doing the best they can sure. with, with what they had. And, and they look at me and they're like, you had so much more, you could have been so much better. And <laughs> right. I'm just like, well, I am. Accept it. Yeah. Like how is my life not better than yours? <laughs> From the other perspective, it's like, what would you do if your kid didn't want to go to school let's say or didn't have like oh you know, i would keep them out of school are you kidding my kid i'm sure you would, would but let's say they were completely lost and like they were just sitting around doing nothing like as a parent i could see the other end of that spectrum here's here's the thing though uh was you know if i was sitting around doing nothing yeah i okay but i i literally put in 16 hour days doing nothing right <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it, these these videos don't edit themselves. They yeah, don't. I, I didn't mean that you as know. you. I'm just saying, like, if a person didn't, I, I, I most I yeah. No, I I totally get where you're where you're coming from. But like, here's here's I recently listened to a podcast. <laughs> wow, very nice <laughs> with, with with Adam Sandler, and uh, and he was talking about raising his kids, and he was saying that like the hardest part. Uh, that he has is that when he was a kid, you know, he wanted to get good at stuff. So like he wanted to get good at riding his bicycle. So he'd get out on his bike and he'd like start doing wheelies and going off jumps or, or he would like, you know, want to do comedy. So he would like ride every day. He's like, there's stuff that he wanted to get good at. So he would practice at it. He says he looks at his kids and there's nothing they want to be good at. Right. You know, he's just like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Nothing. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing you want to be better at. And they're just like, no. And he's just like, what do you, you know, he's like, that's the biggest, that's the, and I think that would be like the hardest that would be tough. thing. Cause like, yeah. Cause like well, me, I have this, not a, like a drive or anything, but I do have this desire to, um, create and it doesn't matter like what I'm doing. I'm, you know, even if you're just sitting, you're doodling, you're, you're, you're always creating. Not that that's like creation or anything or worthy, right? But, artistic pursuit. Let's call it. You have an artistic it, pursuit in some yeah, way. Yeah. Or, I would say, I would say like a, like, um, what's his name? Uh, the first stoic Marcus Aurelius, right? He has this whole like thing about what it is to be a human being and the purpose of, 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 of humans. And he's like asleep in his bed. Right. And he's like, Oh, it's nice and warm in my bed. You know, he's like, why should I get out of it? You know, I could just sit here and, and be nice and cozy and warm. And then he's like, but that's, that's not, that's not the purpose. The purpose of, of is to, to go and try and work hard and do better. And I think I have that in me because I'm like, I'm not comfortable sitting, sleeping in bed or sitting and, and watching, yeah. watching. I can't stand still. Yeah. So, so 
that that's that's always been in me. But I think I think uh, the thing that that bugs my parents is that I the thing that I've chosen to do is is like a very um, I don't know, whatever. I I, I don't want to dissect them anymore. <laughs> I'm no problem, no problem. I understand. You yeah, get we, it. we bo- yeah, we t- I'm in the, I'm in a kind of a similar boat to you in some sense because I did go to school. I have an engineering degree. Um, but that's what my parents wanted me to do. I don't necessarily so does, hate it. So does Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> does he really? That's a fun yeah. fact right there. But I'm also yeah. doing the YouTube thing on the side, which I kind of enjoy, like the podcast. And I, I don't think my parents, I'm fortunate enough where they just say like, you know what, if you make that succeed, great. But in the meantime, do something that you have guaranteed like income so you can survive. Like, so, yeah. but the funniest part is to me was like, for the most part, they didn't really care and they didn't pay too much mind to it until one day, like I had a funny video with my dad. I, I pranked my dad. It was a silly video. And all of a sudden it blows up. It has like a hundred thousand views on Reddit. And I've never seen my dad like so happy about it. like he's telling his friends about it. he's he's like reading the comments. He's like, can you believe this guy said that? I'm like, welcome to my world, dude. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. The bug. He got yeah, bit. He got bit. But like, I, I think there there's some middle line there that's so difficult to find for each person. It's so difficult to predict. And I guess nurture even would be the word like. They have to you got to you got to want it. You got to go after it. It, it. There's no I don't. If yeah, it, what you're talking about is like if you could motivate someone, right? You know, it's like how do you do that? It's like look, that person either wakes up motivated or they don't. You're either you're either Dwayne Johnson at the gym, three thirty in the morning, being like, "This gonna <laughs> feel so good. Oh, this is how we like it." Or you're or you're you know the other guy who's motivated to eat tubs of ice cream. You know, sure. All right. Well, let's let's uh, let me ask you this: What's the plan for the future you can't obviously do stand-up at the moment you're kind of maybe in a free fall or, or am i wrong to say that? <laughs> a free fall hardly <laughs> no, no no i have um i have exactly at my current burn rate uh let's see i have 14 <sighs> i want to say probably 14 days before i'm broke Before it's before it's all just Jesus. tits up. I'm I'm so glad you you texted me because this is going to turn it around. This podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is the one. I was like, <laughs> is Nelly gonna call? Is Nelly gonna call? Oh God, he's had Olympians on. I've got a. Uh... Actually, no, that didn't that didn't work out. Um, no, I have. Um, I got a phone call apparently. Okay, so I have uh what do you call that? Money. Cuz I did make a lot of money at one point. Um how to kiss 40 39 million views. That's $39,000 from from that video. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, 100 and 140 million views is $150,000. Now, 10 years worth of you know, if you divide it out over the 10 years, it's not as, or 13 years, it's not as interesting or not as much, but I, I do construction shit on the side, um, and, and all that stuff. So I, I stay afloat. Um, and my parents help me out a lot more than they want to, Fair. <laughs> you know, every time the birthday comes around, I'm just kind of like, Hey, <laughs> how about paying <laughs> that car registration? <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Right. But, uh, so I have, I have some money saved up from all that and uh the goal the goal the future yeah this right? is exciting let's talk about the future the, the present the is future. kind of shit right now for everyone yeah <laughs> i uh i transition from uh youtube videos to netflix 
Okay. Documentaries. Okay. Yeah. That's basically it. So, so I just did a series. Um, I don't know if you saw about the tacos. I don't know if I saw the taco one, to be honest. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's long. It's long. I don't know. I, it was my first attempt at a documentary. Uh, well, actually, the first attempt was the Cambodian um, spirit houses one. That I was going to take to festivals and, and uh, you know, submit to lots of short documentary at a bunch of festivals and then kind of hobnob with people and get them to to fund my future documentaries but covid happened yeah. and there are no festivals um so fair enough so now that the plan is to uh slowly transition the gradual report into a more sustainable medium in the sense that like patreon type stuff like i get i get like maybe 180 dollars a month from uh patrons and the goal is to get that up to like maybe a thousand or two thousand a month, because then I'll be like a hundred percent sustainable, because that's my burn rate. Right. Um, and so yeah, I can I can live very comfortably on two thousand a month. Turns out, very nice. <laughs> especially during especially during COVID, when you don't have to and go talking, outside. <laughs> no, but I have I have my days to myself, and I have um, uh, travel. I can organize travel and stuff. Because I mean, plane tickets anywhere are like seven hundred bucks. Dirt cheap. Yeah. So you can you can literally fly to Japan for like I don't know thirteen hundred dollars. Lovely you know place. I mean? You should do it if you haven't. I've done it. it. Oh, you've done Japan. Done yeah, it. amazing oh, place. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, no, I I dated a girl uh, who was a flight attendant when I was living in Dubai for two years. She worked for Emirates, and so I I took advantage of her. Dude, uh, you figured cheap. it out. You need to write a book. What are you talking about? Documentaries. Cheap you need to write yeah. a book on how to. Oh my god. How to live. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. find a girl, you know, that is going to go to Melbourne to do like nursing. Yeah. Find a flight attendant. Like, dude, there's so many things that no pe- people don't think about probably. It was it was $85 round trip to go to Tokyo for 10 days. Holy shit. $85. I paid 1400 uh, to get from Toronto to Tokyo. That'll do it. <laughs> and they, so so then, um, yeah, so so the idea is to, okay, so here's the idea. All right. Pitch me. Pitch. Yeah. Um, I do the graduate report and I slowly train. Now the next series that I'm doing for the graduate report is going to be, um, trying the dollar menu of all of the fast food places and kind of documenting that is like, you know, which one has the best, uh, and actually here, here's a script. Um, so judging criteria, taste, variety, healthiness, ability to eat continuously, calories per dollar how long it keeps you full and freshness so based on those seven criteria which fast food place has the best um fast food on the value menu um and of course i'll dive in i'll dive into a little bit of the the history of the dollar you know uh dollar menu which is basically the wars that Burger King and McDonald's started in the 1980s. Actually, that Wendy's sounds was actually the first. Pretty interesting. I would. I'd, I'd like to yeah. watch that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there'll be a series one, 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 one episode for each restaurant, and then I'll put it all together into like a grand finale type. You know, who's got the best score type thing, and hopefully that will. And I'm just sharpening skills at that point. At that point, I'm just because basically like. Before this moment, I was always just pointing my pointing the camera at my face and trying to be, you know, that funny, right, Mister? Like, like the the charisma and the talent and the the rawness will push it through. 
now I'm going to try and be more refined and more um, specialized, I guess, in, in the sense that it's more about the storytelling and about the pushing, bringing the audience along in a, in a, you know, that sort of way. Do you know what I honestly believe is more important than even the script, the video, the charisma, the thumbnail and the title? That is 98% of work on YouTube. It's, it's laughable how much, like, cause if no one clicks on your Mm. video, the work you put in is irrelevant. It doesn't mean a damn thing, right? You have to have a a click through that is good enough that someone that's going to get shown that video with the algorithm is going to click on it, right? That is the ultimate success on YouTube because even if you had a million subscribers, eventually those views would dwindle down. You need people that are new constantly clicking on your content. Subscribers almost yeah. don't don't mean anything in my opinion. This is just my opinion. Subscribers yeah. don't mean anything in it anymore. I think it's more about making content that is clickable for a larger audience. Yeah, but that's the that's if you want to stay on YouTube. If you're like Mr. Beast, sure. You know, and that's all you want. Sure. Then yeah, you're absolutely right. But my whole point is to transition into uh, the Netflix documentary space. So what I'm doing is I'm using YouTube to sharpen those tools so that when I do finally make my documentary, I'll at least know how to organize the footage on a hard drive. Right. I got you. You Yeah, yeah, there we go. (laughs) Okay. Are you editing all this on a Mac, like uh, with like Premiere? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, no, not Premiere. Um, Final Cut. Premiere, Final you have cut. to pay monthly. I can't yeah, it's ridiculous. They're crazy. I ain't <laughs> yeah, who's I ain't got, rich. Who's got forty dollars a month to pay for editing stuff? What is this? <laughs> Dude, I I, li- I live on two thousand dollars a month. You think I got forty dollars? <laughs> out of Premier? principle, out of principle, it's not even about the money. As a foreign, as a Serbian man, I cannot be paying forty months, forty dollars a month for anything. Up until three months ago, I was editing everything on Final Cut Pro Seven which was my computer that I bought in 2011. Holy shit. Uh, so for like nine years, I had the same old-ass computer, and it, it didn't die either. It, it just, it just um, couldn't handle all of the new 4K stuff. Right. Are you shooting in 4K? You're, you're... Not really. No. Yeah, like it's... some of it, but it doesn't make a difference for YouTube. Um, so I was like... Nah, I, I tried to, but it just, yeah, the old computer just couldn't handle it. The new computer can. Um, and that was basically me saving up all the Patreon stuff for like two years right. to buy like a Costco version of a MacBook Pro right? for 1100 bucks. And then now I'm still actually got another 44, 43 days on my uh, free trial <laughs> <laughs> before I have to shell out the $300 to buy the... Uh, the uh, editing that's but, interesting yeah. netflix is a uh, quite the gig if you get in let me know i have a, do- I have yeah. a documentary i'd like to pitch to the boys it's a spicy, yeah. it's a no, spi- I actually, spicy one recently i was uh hanging out with um a friend in la and see the thing is about la is it's really small everybody knows everybody so you just throw a rock and you'll hit somebody who works at netflix <laughs> or hulu or something and so i've thrown enough rocks up and i'm generally you know fun to hang out with and all that. So I'm not like, you know, uh, a square. And so like, I'll hang out with, uh, with people and, and I have some ins, but I need to have like a product that's 
you can't be no like, no one's hey, just going to give put, you money. Like for, <laughs> yeah, put this on Netflix because we were friends that one day. Actually, there was that, I don't know if you watched South Park, but there was a episode where the boys are trying to get a show to Netflix and, oh, they're, yeah? and they're just like, Netflix is like, they have a hotline thing and everyone's just picking up the phone to like, hi, Netflix, how many seasons would you like? Like they were giving everyone shows. And they were trying to like get a superhero show like Coon and Friends. Like Cartman played like this Coon thing. It was just awesome. Right, right. I love it. Love it. Yeah. So that's the idea is is to to transition into. Um, well, here's the idea: is if even if I even if I sell even if I don't make any money even if Netflix gives me like six dollars but they promote it huge right that that's the thing because then I could do stand up comedy. And just tour on the fame that came from, yes, you know, of course, the Netflix promotion. So that's that's my last Hail Mary pass. Um, that's the next five years. If that doesn't happen in five years, um, I guess I'll just you know retreat to the family business and <laughs> the family like uh, you know law? just go after the money in real estate. Oh, real estate, and then. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, that's. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I think we're an hour. Believe it or not, uh, I really enjoyed. I don't know if I'm cutting. I might be cutting out. Am I cutting out? No, no, okay, no. Okay. I hear you. I, I just wanted to keep saying nice things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, thanks a lot for coming by. I don't know. Do you have anything to plug? Anything to shout out? Oh God. Uh yeah, yeah. The gradual report. Where we gradually report. <laughs> Yeah, on on YouTube. Uh, do subscribe, and then my Patreon. You know, that's it, guys. Just my, my guy just it. needs a little bit to survive. You're giving stupider money to stupider people. You can give to a, a good dude making some solid content. Come on, eh, eh. we do try. We do try. All right, dude. Thanks for coming by. Appreciate it. Anytime. Anytime. Okay.